ಹೌ ಟು ರೆಕಗ್ನೈಸ್ ದಿ ಮೆಥಡ್ ಆಫ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಬೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದೇಂದ್ರ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಸ್ವಾಮೀಜಿ ಹೊಳೆ ನರಸೀಪುರ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಲೆಕ್ಚರ್ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಸೀ ಲಿಸನ್ಡ್ ಏಯ್ತ್ ಸೆಷನ್ಸ್ ಏಯ್ಟ್ ಸೆಷನ್ಸ್ ಟು ಡೇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ನೈನ್ತ್ ಸೆಷನ್ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಮೂರ್ತಿ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಿ ದಂಬೆ ಪುಣಚ ಬಂಟ್ವಾಳ ತಾಲೂಕು ದಕ್ಷಿಣ ಕನ್ನಡ ಜಿಲ್ಲೆ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಭಾರತ ಸೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಫೋರ್ ದಿ ಟೂ ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಯೂಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಎಂಪಿರಿಕಲ್ ವ್ಯೂ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದಿ ಫೋರ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪೋಸಿಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಮೆಥಡ್ ಆಫ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಇಟ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ ದಟ್ ದಿ ಟೀಚಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರುತೀಸ್ ಪ್ರೀ ಸಪೋಸಸ್ ಟೂ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವ್ಯೂ ಇನ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಪ್ರೊಸೀಜರ್ one of these is the natural view the empirical view which persuades a man to look upon himself as an ego endowed with mind and senses and stationed in a manifold universe along with other embodied beings like himself knowing acting reaping and experiencing the fruits of his actions good or bad this view the shruti calls the view of avidya in contrast to the correct view the view of vidya from the standpoint of atman as he is the upanishads however do make use of the empirical view to a very large extent in connection with their peculiar method the adhyaropa apavada employed as a device to reveal the absolutely real it must be it must not be supposed that the shrutis condemn the empirical view altogether as wholly illusory and useless for they utilize it to prescribe not only the modes of conduct and discipline necessary to qualify the seeker for acquiring the correct knowledge of brahman but also certain meditations upasanas and adaptations of vedic rituals which would indirectly help the aspirant to prepare himself to attain self knowledge later on there are minor upasanas to prescribed from this point of view which would be instrumental in securing for the qualified followers fruits similar to those vouched for rituals in the karma kanda portion the two aspects of brahman these two views account for the double character of brahman as presented in the upanishads certain passages present brahman as totally devoid of all specific features while others describe it as possessing a number of distinctive attributes savishesha and nirvishesha how is this apparent contradiction to be resolved badarayana in his vedanta sutras and shankara in his commentary on the same have laid down a principle to be observed in interpreting such texts it has been established in vedanta sutra 114 that passages like uh, um, some have for their purport the reality which is differenceless brahmatman and do not principally aim at teaching anything else so in passages of of this nature brahman should be definitely understood to be devoid of all forms as for the other passages which treat of brahman with form they are not primarily meant to teach it for their main purpose is to lay down injunctions for meditation as long as they are not opposed to the formal texts they have to be taken to mean what they say where however there is contradiction the texts of whose purpose is to teach the nature of brahman would be of greater force than those whose ultimate purpose is not the determination of the nature of brahman this is the reason why brahman is to be regarded as altogether without form and not otherwise even while texts of both the classes are to be found in the upanishads as per sutra bhashya 3214 thus from the highest standpoint brahman has no attributes whatever of its own has no second to it and is in fact the sole reality but yet from the empirical standpoint the same brahman is to also to be meditated upon as endowed with the attributes 
Savishesha. As for instance, in the passage, all this is verily Brahman. Since it originates from it, dissolves into it and moves in it, so let a man meditate upon it in peace, made up of mind, having prana for his body, of the nature of effulgence, having a will never thwarted, all pervasive like ether, creator of all, possessing all pure desires, all sweet odors, all delicious tastes. That is Shadgunya, Shadguna Paripurna. All pervading, without any sense organs, as that of speech and without flurry. This is myself within the heart. This is Brahman. And this I am going to attain after departing from here. Whoever has such firm conviction and entertains, no doubt, attains this goal. So says Shandilya. Yeah, Shandilya. Chandogya 3.14.1.2.4 Brahman may even possess a form such as the one described in Chandogya 166. Now the golden person who is seen in the sun, the Purusha, with a golden beard and golden hair, everything golden to the very tips of his nails. It is not to be supposed that such attributes and forms are illusory and no more, since they are to be regarded as unreal from the Paramartha standpoint. For being enjoined in the Shruti for meditation, they are as real as anything that we see and touch, as any real ideas that we entertain in the empirical world. Shankara observes, when one is told to bring the king's man for the or the owner of the variegated cow, one makes no effort to bring the attribute the king or the cow also. Lest it be thought that the same principle applies here, the attributes such as creator of all are repeated here for meditation. Similarly, with regard to the form of Brahman that commented remarks, even the Supreme Lord may, at his pleasure, assume a body the shape formed of Maya in order to favor his devotees. Accordingly, the Smriti says, O Narada, that thou seest me in this form is the Maya projected by me. You should not think that I am really endowed with the properties of the five elements. Moreover, where the essential nature of the Supreme Lord, devoid of all specific features, is taught, only then would they apply the Shastra such as without sound, without touch, without form, undecaying. As the cause of all, however, the highest Lord is described as possessing some of the properties of the effects, also for the purposes of meditation by texts like the following one. The creator of all, possessing all desires, all orders, all tastes. The text representing him as having a golden beard, etc., Hiranyashmashru, may be treated likewise. As to the objection that he cannot be the highest lord since the Shruti speaks of an abode, we reply, even the lord who rests in his own glory may be taught as having an abode just for meditation, since being all pervasive, Brahman may be taken to be within everything like ether. And the Shruti teaching a limitation to his authority is also for the sake of meditation, the limitations taught being uh, relative to the Adhyatma, the sphere of the human body, and the Adhidaiva, the sphere of the gods, respectively. Sutra Bhasha 1.20 This long extract is very instructive with reference to some important points in Shankar Vedanta. Brahman, as it is in itself, as well as its special aspect taught for meditation, has been designated by the same word Ishwara. The attributes or forms of Brahman recommended for meditation are, notwithstanding that they are the products of Maya, no more illusory than any concrete things that one deals with in, in the empirical world, in as much as they are assumed by the Lord for favoring the devotees. The meditation of Brahman is uh, as qualified by these limiting conditions 
does lead ultimately to the highest result of moksha where the devotee attains the same brahman which is his very self esham aatma etad brahma etam itah pretyabhi sambhavita asmi there is a relatively higher value attached to the qualities forms abodes etc as compared to brahman than to those of embodied beings including the gods since the lord is taught to be emphatically distinct and different from these jivas भेद व्यपदेशाचान्यः वेदांत सूत्र 1121 टू डिफरेंट एपिथेट्स पैरा परा ब्रह्मन एंड अपर ब्रह्मन हैव बीन यूज्ड इन द श्रुतिस टू एनेबल द स्टूडेंट टू डिस्टिंग्विश दीस टू एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ ब्रह्मन एतद्वैसत्यकाम परंचापरंच ब्रह्म यदोंकारः प्रश्नोपनिषद् 51 एतद्येवाक्षरं ब्रह्म एतद्येवाक्षरं परं काठकोपनिषद् 1216 दिस डिस्टिंक्शन ऑफ द एस्पेक्ट्स इज आल्सो रेकग्नाइज्ड इन द वेदांत सूत्र कार्यम बादरीरस्या गत्युपपत्ते वेदांत सूत्र 437 द अपरा और लोअर ब्रह्मन इज आल्सो कॉल्ड द कार्य ब्रह्मन द वेरिएट्स फॉर अपरा एंड परा ब्रह्मन आर टू बी फाउंड इन द फॉलोइंग भाष्या विद रिगार्ड टू द पैसेज ही लीड्स देम टू ब्रह्मा द डाउट अराइजेस वेदर ही लीड्स देम टू द कार्य इफेक्ट अपरा लोअर ब्रह्मन और टू द परा हायर avikrita not affected mukhya principal brahman parabrahma whence this doubt because the common name brahman is used without any qualifying epithet and because this particular shruti speaks of going here the teacher badari is of opinion that the person who is not a man leads them only to the karya effect saguna qualified apara lower brahman Hence, it is evident that Shankara uses the words para, higher, mukya, principal, principal, nirguna, having no qualities, and karana, cause of, cause for Brahman, as it is. While apara, lower, gauna, secondary, saguna, having qualities, and karya, effected, for Brahman, recommended for meditation. This is clarified further on where Shankara observes, owing to its proximity to the higher Brahman, it is not inconsistent to use the word Brahman with reference to the lower. um brahman when it is sometimes recommended to be meditated upon as endowed with certain qualities such as being made up of mind etc or again but would not such distinction of a higher and a lower brahman militate militates against the shruti text teaching non duality no for we have removed this objection by the remark that the distinction is only due to the limiting conditions of name and form created by avidya readers will have been convinced by now that the epithets para mukhya nirguna etc in contrast to apara gauna saguna etc are merely convenient terms used to point to brahman as it is and are meant neither for sharply distinguishing it from the lower brahman nor for disparaging the rank of the later these contrasting epithets should never be supposed to interfere with the identical nature of brahman in whichever context the shruti may present it this explains why shankara uses the appellations parameshwara and paramatman indifferently for both the aspects of brahman this is why too that shankara does not hesitate to make use of the term parabrahman even while he is discussing brahman as the object of meditation for there he has only the two contrast brahman with jiva or some other entity and not with brahman to be known as such failure to notice this subtle distinction has been responsible for many 
uncalled for criticisms of shankarabai g tibhout and calls uh, colonel jacob consideration of which has to be postponed as not germane to the present discussion students who wish to steer clear of similar pitfalls will do well to rivet their attention upon the following important passage in shankara sutra bhashya ekam api brahma apekshitopadi sambandham nirastopadi sambandham cha upasyatvena jnayatvena cha vedanteshu upadishyata iti pradarshayitum paro grantha aarabhyate one and the same brahman is taught in the vedanta as an object of meditation when it desiderates certain limiting conditions or as an object of knowledge when it is regarded to be free from all limiting conditions the sequel is begun to show how this is sutra bhashya 112 next we shall see vidya and avidya in the next session hari rama shri shri sachidanandendra saraswati charanaravindarpitamastu sarve jana sukhino bhavantu om tat sat